Welcome to Harlem Stories. I'm Robert Lazo. And I'm Adam Feinberg. And in this episode, we're going to talk about outdoor space. Yeah, yeah, there's um, there's uh, multiple different types of outdoor space that are available within a typical apartment. Um, obviously, if you're looking at a brownstone or townhouse scenario, you are expecting a backyard. Uh, you know, maybe even a front yard. But however, we're going to really focus primarily on, you know, uh, the four types of outdoor space that you could potentially have in a condo or co-op building. There is the balcony. There is the terrace. There is the patio. And then there's the areaway, which very few people know what an areaway is. What about garden? Does that uh, uh, fall into any of those other categories? It, the garden is more the townhouse. Uh, you might see that, but it really falls into one of those categories. Okay, got it. Um, so let's let's talk about the two. Let's focus on the two that are most common that you're going to see in the most typical of listings. So number one is going to be the difference between the balcony and a terrace. So a balcony typically juts out from the building and it is an addition to the building. So it's not necessarily like set back from like a on the roof and set back uh, and above another apartment or another space in the building, which is what you're going to find. And that's the way a terrace is defined. So the terrace is, uh, you know, is going to be typically on a higher floor or it could be even potentially on a lower floor where there is a setback in the building. So very often, like second, third floor, you might wind up seeing a terrace where the building is is uh, pushed back, and that might have been constructed that way to uh, to work with housing and zoning codes. Um, so those are outdoor spaces that are basically it's it's a rooftop that you've built an outdoor space on. The balcony it is always like a separate space, and that's really kind of jutting out you know, from the building. It's not a setback. So in other words, uh, a balcony extends? Exactly. And a terrace, I guess, is something that you walk out onto, which would be on top of somebody's roof. Yeah, it's going to be either on the roof of another apartment or potentially on common area space, depending on the, the way that the building is set up. But yes, that would be correct. Okay, great. So those, those two are often used incorrectly. You'll see them on listings all the time, and they're not necessarily, you know, termed correctly. But obviously, I think the average person that is listening to this podcast, you know, understands that it is some sort of private outdoor space. You know, the, the difference really is more technical in how they're used, and a lot of agents wind up using it actually incorrectly. Not the end of the world if it is. Obviously, it's more to convey what it is. So those are the two main types that you're going to encounter in condos and co-ops. So the third category is going to be the patio or alternatively, you know, that's going to be that backyard or garden, depending on how it's went up phrased. But more or less, it is going to be that ground floor level uh, space, you know, uh, it might be common or shared with, you know, other, you know, other people in the building, or it might even be private, or you might have a portion that is, you know, specifically private, and then there might be uh, a gate or some some sort of, uh, you know, 
designation showing that like the difference between the private space of the apartment versus common area outdoor space. So in general, what percentage of uh, apartments have outdoor space in your uh, experience? Well, let's let's first cover the last one, which is kind of rare, uh, which is known as an area way. Areaway is typically going to be more of like a ventilation shaft. It could wind up being prettier than that um, in some cases. So for instance, um, let's just say that there is a below ground cellar space that has a walkout, uh, this walkout areaway space. It kind of feels like it's like either a balcony or, or, or a terrace of some sort, but it's actually below ground. And on one side of it, you actually see ventilation for building systems, you know, through that. That's what makes it an areaway space. It is below grade. Now, back to your last question of, you know, of in terms of how common are these outdoor spaces? Well, I'm sure if you took all four categories of outdoor spaces combined, there's no actual known statistics out there, but I'd say if you talk to your uh, the typical agent, they're going to probably say it's going to be most likely under 10%. And probably the, the, uh, the number of agents that wind up saying it's more than 10% will probably not be above 15%. So it is a very small portion of the population. Now, Robert, I'm going to ask you this question because I know I get it all the time. Um, you know, very often a lot of buyers ask me, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'd like to have outdoor space, too. Do you get do you get a lot of buyers that ask you about that? Well, absolutely. It seems like it's a requirement now um, since, you know, we're trying to recover from COVID. People want to have fresh air and they want sunshine and they want to be able to kind of have uh, access right away to the outdoors without having to leave their apartment. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, at the same token, though, the challenge there is going to be that only just a, such a small percentage of homes actually do have outdoor space that is private and allocated to the apartment. Um, so our recommendations, if, if we can't find you that, try and find a, a, a building that is at least close to a, a park. That way you can kind of keep yourself in some sanity and check um, if you can't do that. Now, the other aspect that I feel, I feel that is worth mentioning over here is pricing. What are these value, the outdoor spaces valued at? And, you know, it, it, you know th this is a really good question, and there's no, like, hard and fast rules here. Uh, I think pre-COVID, if, if, if the space was optimal, and when I mean optimal, it's, you know, it, it's a very usable space, typically going to be right off the living room. It's going to be open. It's going to be uh, usable space where you can have multiple people outside. Um, those are going to be the optimal spaces. And in those cases, the rule of thumb was typically that those spaces are typically going to be worth approximately 50% of the value of the indoor space of the apartment. So in other words, uh, just, I guess, take the price per square foot, or how would you calculate that 50% uh, of the interior space. Now, if you're, you're going and using that that optimal space, it's it's, you know, at 50%, it's pretty easy You take the value of the interior space. Um, and whatever the that is, let's say it's $1,000 a square foot. If this is truly $500 a square foot, you know, then you say $500 a square foot times the 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 size of the space. Right. So it, it's pretty simple in that sense. Um, however, 
it's not always that straightforward. You know, so what if the outdoor space is only accessible outside of a second or third bedroom and you have to go through that bedroom to get to that space? And what if it's small? And what if it's, you know, uh, got a blocked view? I mean, all these things kind of impact and it's very subjective. And that's something that as, you know, as uh, agents that we often have to evaluate with and discuss with our clients and try and, you know, see if we can come to some sort of reasonable agreement as to what the value of that outdoor space might be. And then just taking a, a quick step back. So we've been talking primarily about private outdoor space. Um, there's also, I would say, shared outdoor space, uh, especially in the newer buildings. You've got um, things like a shared roof deck or um, some type of shared common area, perhaps a shared garden. Um, that's an option. Um, I'm, I'm not sure to what degree that directly correlates with the price of an apartment, but obviously it's, it's, it's an amenity that would be something that would be worth paying attention to. Um, and the other thing, it, you know, um, it sounded like Adam was joking a little bit, but I think he really means it, is that, you know, if you don't have access to outdoor space, it's really helpful if you have access to a park, especially if that park is right across the street. You're right. in a really good situation. Um, so I would say even though an apartment might, might not have private outdoor space or shared outdoor space, there's a lot to be said for being close to green space or park area. Absolutely. And I, and I like the fact that you, you did bring up about the amenities within a building, including that outdoor space, that roof deck. Um, that is another category. I, I wouldn't necessarily say that like it's um, because it's a, a public space. I'm not you know, talking about uh, the same thing as like a, a, you know, a terrace or a, a, you know, a balcony because, you know, we were talking about private forms of ownership, whereas that is a shared, uh, you know, shared amenity within the, build, the building. Um, that said, those shared amenities, uh, they are rather expensive to run. So it, you're not going to see them as frequently in, you know, in, in smaller buildings. It's usually going to be the larger buildings that you'll come across it. Uh, smaller buildings, yeah, sometimes they do add it, but it is, you know, a hefty expense to, you know, come up with all the requirements that the city has. And, you know, if you, we're interested in that, that could be probably a whole separate conversation. Uh, but at the same time, what we really want to focus is real, just educating you on what some of these these are. Now, uh, the one last thing I, I, you know, I wanted to talk about in terms of valuation of these is that, COVID has kind of made that value of the outdoor space all that much more important. So while I talk about like this optimal value of, you know, 50% the value of out, uh, of great outdoor space, um, I think the demand has risen even more than it was previously since COVID hit. Um, and that premium could actually wind up being as high as 60 or 65 percent of the value of the indoor space. But, you know, it's all going to be on a case by case basis. And that's, you know, what we'll ultimately have to consider, you know, when we're looking at, you know, whether pricing it on the sell side or, you know, or, or valuing it on the on the purchase side. And I think um, while while uh, we have the opportunity, since this is Harlem Stories, we can probably mentioned a, a few of the fantastic parks that are in Harlem. Um, I guess we can probably start off, even though it's just south of Harlem, with Central Park. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Harlem, and and I know we've we've discussed this in in other episodes, and we'll probably discuss it in even more because it is such a prevalent component in you know in in you know Upper Manhattan. Um, yeah, we have you know starting at 110th Street, there's already a few parks you know within Harlem. You have Central Park, you have Morningside Park, you have Riverside Park. Um, start going a little further north, you've got St. Nicholas Park, Jackie Robinson Park, uh, Riverbank State Park. You know, um, I know that there's there's others there, um, you know, but these are just, you know, just some of the parks that are uh, that are located up in Harlem, Hamilton Heights. You know, as we go north into Washington Heights, there's even more. But and Inwood, don't want to forget Inwood. <laughs> but yeah, there, there's a tremendous amount of, uh, of green space in these neighborhoods. Very good. Uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about in terms of outdoor space? No, I think I think really just uh, understanding that like not all outdoor spaces are equal to each other and they're not going to be valued the same either. And just understand one actually actually now that I'm thinking about it, one last thing, um, the outdoor space for the apartment should not be included in the listing as part of the apartment. It should be a separate calculation. So every once in a blue moon, you will see uh, listings that basically include it in there because that's the way it was written in the offering plan. But that said, in the vast majority of instances, that outdoor space should not be included when you see that square footage number. Okay. Well, uh, thank you very much for joining us, and we will see you next time in the next episode of Harlem Stories.